You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. In 2014, a failed stand-up comic entered a contest called The Hunt for the Host. He did not win. Later, he was joined by an underperforming Oregon State fullback with a community college degree. These men, neither having earned the position and possessing no real skills, continue on as radio personalities. If you have nothing better to do on a Saturday morning, and if you can find them, maybe you can hear The Sinner and the Saint. Starring Luke Anderson. Get on, we got on a fan. We got on a gentleman's clubs. Oh. No, you like those? Oh, hey, everybody. Mickey Mouse, no. It is now. Devolved into that. And Will Darkens. Ear or eye? Where do you want it? On 1080 The Fan. <laughs> Welcome in, Hour 2, Center and Saint. If you missed anything from Hour 1, uh, 1080thefan.com is your home of the Les Schwab Tires podcast. If you're listening in your car right now and you're going, I, I don't have an AM radio at home, how do I continue to listen to this fine program? Radio.com app. You don't have an AM radio? Some people don't have AM. Do you have an AM radio at home? In your house? Well, wouldn't you just have a radio, not a specifically AM radio? Are well, there AM radios out there? AM radio. Uh, yeah, I suppose. I AM, there's AM FM. There's AM FM. I think there's just FM. There's also people have like uh, their CD player or their record player that may not have uh, radio on it. What I'm saying is you have options. You can go to any computer and go to radio.com by typing in radio.com or download the radio.com app. Or you can just tell your smart speaker, go, hey. Play 1080 the fan, jerk. I don't want that clear noise of the FM. Give me the AM. You're ripping on AM radio right now when the only people that can hear us are listening on AM radio or the radio.com app. Or HD2. Or HD2, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways to listen to this fine program. You can play around. That's uh, 99.5 HD2 KWJJ. So you know what I'm watching right now? I think I said that in the wrong order. Um, right now on the TV in the little tiny room that you're in? Yeah. Uh, cooking. NBA 2K. Are you really? Yeah, it's Devin Booker versus uh, some dude whose name I really can't pronounce. So this Booker's. is the replay? Yeah, it's the replay of the replay. The replay of the video game matchup between. I have not succumbed to watching NBA 2K live on ESPN played by actual NBA players yet. Yeah, it's uh, it's just about as entertaining as you might think. It's not. Is it possible? Is it possible to pretend to play and then have somebody else on an off-site location, little brother, uh, nerd in a basement, play for you? And you set it up like you're like, oh, yeah, totally logged in. And then you have the stream of it on Twitch. Is there any possibility that Devin Booker wins this whole thing and he was cheating the whole time and it was like his cousin 
who's like a, a gamer and plays for one of the NBA 2K leagues wins the whole thing. Would that be that's the only way this ends that I'm entertained at all? And then you like screw up and you're eating a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I'm they go back, but you're just talking trash, but you're pretending to make the moves and you've got like a ringer in there. That's the only way I see this ending in any sort of entertaining fashion. We find out like months later. Now they're playing just so everybody understands there's a hundred thousand uh, dollar prize that will go to the charity of their choice. So there is some good in this, but wouldn't it be great if they cheated? for their charity? Well, I see this is you saying it. If you didn't like NBA 2K, which I'm going to guess you probably don't like this game. I, honestly, honestly, yeah. to say that I don't like it would be unfair. I am indifferent to it. I have no opinion about the video game whatsoever. Okay, so I you don't not, like it. I have not seen NBA 2K, and this I think is accurate. The last time I played NBA 2K was in the year 2K. I think I played in 2000 in a dorm room at the University of Portland and I played for about three minutes and went, this is dumb, set down the controller and left to go play ping pong or foosball because in the area there was uh, ping pong and foosball. And if you're in like the main area of a college dorm, yeah. girls walk by. Mm -hmm. And if you're in some dude's sweaty dorm room, mm -hmm. there's no girls walking by. And I didn't go to that school. just went there to hang out. I wasn't hanging out in right. some dude's room. So your strategy to get college chicks was to go play ping pong. <laughs> did it work. ever work no, God, no. no of course God, no. it didn't work. No. well and they went they went oh you go here i'm like no and they're like oh all right see you later but i talked to him talked to him for a brief minute and that was awesome now have you gotten uh the uh the uh joke text of the guy who's naked uh the one that you showed me yeah the one i sent you yeah <laughs> I think you know that I did. I, apparently, that's a thing now. That like I'm seeing it on Twitter too. People are posting, not the guy, but just like above the way. I just to let listeners know, it's basically you, you trick somebody by texting them this link to like some type of coronavirus thing. You can say like, "Oh my gosh, take a look at this interactive map of people who are infected or whatever," and then you click on the link, and the link leads you to a uh, a naked man uh, sitting on a bed who is incredibly well endowed. And uh, I, I wasn't that impressed. And then you get, uh, yeah, it's tricked. You've been had. Yeah. It's like, it's like the old, like stare at this empty room gag. Do you remember that one where it's like stare at this empty room and see if you can see the ghost. And then all of a sudden it jumps in with like the, the screeching sound and like some actual monster on the screen. Yeah. And everybody used to freak out about it. It's like that except for with a, yeah, a naked guy. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's very, so who's what, very naturally talented. Like I said, I wasn't that impressed. But why, why do you bring this up? Jealousy. Because I'm seeing it on Twitter. A bunch of people are doing it. And you haven't gotten more of those? No. The only one I have is from you. Um, I did put up a Twitter poll today. Okay. So KGW put out an article. Ten uplifting movies to watch while you're at home. Okay. And these are all movies that were made... Or feature the natural beauty of Oregon. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, so I'm sure the Goonies is on there, right? Well, yeah. So the four that I picked from the list. I right. can go Kindergarten through. Cop's on there? Kindergarten Cop, not on there. And oh. I don't know if it's because it's not available on streaming services, but the ones that they put on the list, 
uh, our missing link, which is made right here in Oregon, uh, mm-hmm. Hillsboro at Leica Studios. Okay. Uh, Wild, which is the Reese Witherspoon uh, movie uh, based movie. on based on the book. Good movie. Stand by me, which is on Amazon Prime. If you're wondering, uh, all the boys I loved is a 2018 movie that's on Netflix, which I've never seen and don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. The 1993 classic. Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, which is on Amazon Prime and features cuts of the Columbia River Gorge. Also solid uh, family movie. Yeah, 1985's The Goonies on, okay. Am- on, I'm gonna, uh, on Amazon Prime. Yeah, go ahead and continue, but I will, I'll circle back to that. Free Willy is on Hulu. The Box Trolls, available on Vudu, another Leica film. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Twilight Films are available on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And that's your list of ten. Oh, uh, I skipped Animal House, which is shot on the uh, campus of uh, University of Oregon. Mm. So what I did was I turned it into a a question for the Twitterers out there, and it says, which of the following movies have you watched the most times? Okay. Animal House, Mm. Stand By Me, Free Willy, which had I thought of it, because it wasn't on the list, would have replaced with Kindergarten Cop, which won astute Twitterer uh, alerted me to, uh, or the movie Goonies. And mm-hmm. right now, Goonies in the lead with 46.7% of the vote, followed uh, by Animal House, 33% of the vote. Yeah. Stand By Me with 20% of the vote. And this one, I assumed would be your choice. Mm-hmm. Free Willy currently has no one voting for it as having seen it the most times. See, now I would have picked Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, that's why I said I should. I didn't know, but I looked at the list and I went, there's probably some kid that loved Free Willy out there that is now an adult and isn't very proud of it, but watched Free Willy a million times. Let me go ahead and just lay this down so we can just address it and then we'll get over it so we don't have to harp on it all show. Please. Goonies is a garbage movie. Mm. It, it's garbage. It's mm. literally a garbage mm. movie. And I'm tired of people holding it up mm. to be like, Oh my gosh, it's such a great movie. I'm 35 years old and I love this movie so much. You loved that movie when you were 12 years old. Yes, you did. Shut up about it. No one cares about the truffle shuffle. Okay. No one cares about exposing childhood obesity back in the 80s. (laughs) Give me a break. That movie sucks. I watched it start to finish actually a couple months ago. Yeah. Because I never watched it start to finish. It was one of those movies, right? Yep. Um, Back to the Future used to be that for me. Like, I'd seen every scene of it, but I've never, never actually sat down and watched entirety. it. Yeah. Sat down and watched it. Yeah. And there were three moments where I was just like, can I just turn this off, please? Yeah. Can I just shut this stupid movie up about a bunch of Pacific Northwest kids who are bored and are going on some journey where they find some deformed guy? Yeah. Who's chained to a wall in a ba- hidden basement. Yeah. So. Not weird at all, right? No. Goonies, no. Goonies lives entirely on the power of nostalgia. I I will give you that. I won't say it's a garbage movie, but I will agree it's not a great film. There is no way that that should be on anybody's best movies of all time. It can be on your favorite movies of all time, but it cannot be on your best movies of all time. No. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Stand By Me was that way, because I never watched Stand By Me as a kid. We had this argument that ran through high school, I think, Mm -hmm. and it was the better movie, Stand By Me or Goonies. And I was always a Goonies kid, and I had never seen Stand By Me, so I didn't really have a vote in the argument. So then finally one day I'm like, all right, I'll watch Stand By Me. And I watched it, and I'm like, oh, that movie kind of sucked. And everybody's like, how could that suck? And I'm like, that just wasn't a very good movie. But had I watched that as many times as watched Goonies when I was a kid, I'm sure I would have had a very different opinion of that movie. And yes, 
here's the enduring quality of Stand By Me is the narrator and the overall message of the actual story. There is sure. no overall message to Goonies. One-Eyed Willie. How's that not an actual message? When they take out the eye patch and he never even had an eye? It's not like he lost his eye. There was no eye socket. On the, uh, down here, it's our time. Our time. Our time down, down here. here. Yeah, we get it's it. Childhood time. innocence. Yeah. That was it. That was the whole movie. Hey. It was literally discovery hey. and childhood innocence. And Cindy Lauper. Stand By Me actually has the whole theme of like growing up. And all the events that happened to you as a kid affect who you are in the future. Goonies was literally about making fun of a fat kid and finding somebody who was chained up in a suit. They also made fun of an Asian kid. You remember also Pretty in Pink? Uh, I did see Pretty in Pink on a list of movies that they could not make uh, today. Yeah. yeah. Well, the whole yeah. racist Asian thing. Yeah. Also, uh, Short Circuit 2, pretty, uh, pretty strong on that list. Revenge yeah, of the Nerds was yeah. the number one on that list, which because a little rapey. Um, oh right, yeah, yeah that's yeah. yeah, yeah. So Short Circuit too. I always forget the main character was played by a white guy who, yeah. uh, Jewish guy. Oh, oh I'm sorry, right? a Jewish guy who played an Indian guy, yeah. a stereotypical Indian yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So well, those were the '80s. So, anyways, your feel good movies. You can vote uh, at Sinner and Saint 1080 on the old uh, interwebs. People uh, on the on text Twitter. line not having the Goonies opinion, by the way. Oh, they, they're saying it's a great movie? Uh, somebody told me I am a garbage person. Well, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I mean. Well, yeah. That goes without saying. The Goonies really actors isn't... were great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Sean Astin went on to be uh, Rudy. So, I mean, that's all you need to know right there. So, yeah, you're terrible, and uh, how dare you? And um, somebody asking, how exactly did the box trolls display the beauty of Oregon? That's Raymond. Um, it's made in Oregon. Right. Yeah, it's it's Oregon artists. Now, wait again. Wasn't Leica, uh, that's an animation, right? Yeah, so Leica is the studio that Travis Knight, son of Phil Knight, uh, runs out in Hillsboro, and they've made Coraline, Box Trolls, Paranorman, uh, Missing Link. Does any of that stuff actually, like, take place in Oregon? Well, all of it technically takes place in Oregon. But, I mean but no, the they don't. No. They don't highlight Oregon as no. It's not a feature in any of the films that I know of. But I'd have maybe I'll have to go back and look closer. Maybe they get a shot out one of the windows at the studio. Oh, by accident. Oh no! We got a couple frames of outside. Shut it off. It's the director's cut. <laughs> the director's cuts all have shots of Oregon. There's no question about that. All right, sports things to get to here. Um, oh, did you hear Jason Terry's comments this week? I didn't actually. We need to talk about something Jason Terry does on a weekly basis that is insane. Okay. So we'll talk about that next. Sinner and Saint on 1080 The Fan. Vampire Weekend with new anthem for COVID-19. Things have never been stranger. I think that's accurate. Yeah. Pretty accurate. I guess. Um, so Jason Terry did an interview this week. I do not have... Uh, the person he interviewed with, but I'm looking at uh, clutchpoints.com. So oh, looking, yeah, that's my site. Eh, if you're looking for a reference on it. Uh, so in an interview with Dallas News, like I said, I don't know who the person at Dallas News was. Um, the 42-year-old former Mavs veteran revealed that he consistently reviews their NBA finals win in 2011. And this is a direct quote from Jason Terry. Mm -hmm. and leads me to a question that I'll have for you in just a moment. He says, 
Oh, it never gets old for me. I actually replay it twice a week. Now that I've got plenty of time on my hand, I'm watching it again tonight. I'll pick one of the games uh, and out of the series and watch it start to finish. That's a constant thing at my house, he said. It's 100% true. So at least once a week, he watches one of the games from the 2011 NBA Finals. And a lot of people would consider him the Batman to Dirk Dirk's uh, or the Robin to Dirk's Batman mm-hmm. in that series. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, a great moment for him, but that is to me a little strange. So the question that I have for you is: First, do you agree with me, or is this perfectly normal behavior for a person? Mm-hmm. And oh, second, no, it's not. Okay, perfect. If you could, or if you had to go back and watch one moment from your life every week, what would it be? Ooh. Non-sports, too? We can start with sports. Oh. And then you can go into the rest of your life. 55305 is the fan text line. Feel free to play along at home. We can start non-sports. I thought you might start sports because you have probably more uh, uh, sports accolades than I. Um, but, yeah, I'm just curious uh, what you would do. And then, of course, we can expand to non-sports. But I think most of those are, oh, there's this girl, and uh, we had a good night, and then go back and watch that. Yeah, you know, here's the issue with your question and with what Jason Terry is doing is that it's about watching. Yeah. And Yeah, you don't I get to go, It's not reliving. Yes. Yeah, see, that's yeah. the problem. Now, I would totally be with Jason Terry if he was like, hey, I have a VR headset <laughs> that's, like, insanely awesome. I paid a lot of money for it. And every single night I get to go back and really relive that series. I get to like dribble the ball and shoot and do everything I want. I'd go, wow, that is insanely cool. I hope they make it yeah. affordable in 10 years. Have you ever gone back and watched any of your games? Yeah. When you And, and do you get any of that sensation where you're re- reliving it in any capacity? Uh, I used to. I remember in college, like I would watch maybe like some of my high school stuff. And I'd be like, oh, man, I used to be really good back then. <laughs> And you weren't, you were just better than everybody else. You're like, oh, it turns yeah, out everybody just, else sucked. I, I was very good for where I lived. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. um, you're better, you're better than everybody else because guys like me played varsity football in high school. Um, I guess. Well, yeah. you didn't. You're you're in varsity. No, no. I played varsity football. Biggest mistake I made. I was awesome on the JV team. So I was, is our openers lying? I mean, no, they no. say that you're a JV superstar. I was awesome on JV. I played one year of JV football, and I was outstanding at it. And I played one year of JV basketball, and I was very mediocre at it. And I played a year of JV baseball, and I started a game at every single position. I was very okay at things. So, I But think, I played varsity football, yeah. and that sucked. So I think what made it so that I didn't want to watch film of myself anymore was that I had to watch film of myself every single day for four <laughs> years. And then get chastised for every yeah. misstep that you made. Uh, and so I just, I, I didn't, after that point, after I left college, uh, the only time I would ever watch myself, like, on YouTube is if somebody was like, no way you played football. No, you didn't. I'd be like, yes, I did. Here it is. Um, <laughs> but it's like just a shot of you taking off your helmet. So you'd be like, see, that was me. No way, man. Sick blocks. <laughs> sick fact, block. Hey, after this, I'll show you some sick blocks. Oh, yeah? Sweet, I even got a shout out from uh, from the uh, B-Squad ESPN. Nice. On a, on a killer block. It sprung Quiz into the end zone, bro. Watch the sick block from Darkens here. And block. Quiz scores. Did you see Will Darkens? <laughs> Yeah, when was see, the last time you watched it? Do you have that? Do you have that uh, hmm. bookmarked? No, okay. I don't have anything bookmarked. Um, well, then that doesn't. But 
yeah, the whole the whole question of like go back and watch. I have no idea. There's yeah. not a lot I would want to go back and watch every <laughs> single day, or I'm sorry, every single week of my life. It's kind of like, I, I don't know. It's I don't want to use the word pathetic because <laughs> Jason Terry is an like, important part of NBA history sure. in the 2000s. I mean, he really was. But, you know, to me, it's like those moments in life after you get past a certain age, they've come and gone and you're a different person. I mean, the only time I would ever want to go back now and maybe watch some of my high school footage or my college footage is just to go, wow, I was that physically talented at that point <laughs> in my life. Now I'm pretty averagely athletic. Uh, like, so, so just checking on uh, uh, another source here, it says Jason Terry has four kids. Yeah, well, maybe he's just trying to get away from his kids, I guess. I don't have their ages. No, you don't think he's making them watch this with him? Oh, well. I think he's just trying to get away from it. Yeah. I mean, oh. think about this quarantine. He's probably just like, uh, can I just watch uh, myself do something awesome? I see what you're saying. Well, yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess athletically, maybe like one of the better games I had in high school, just so I could go back and be like, wow, that was sick. And then like in life, I, I don't know. What would I want to watch? <laughs> so here, here's a little uh, insight into Jason Terry. I'm guessing Jason Terry likes himself some Jason Terry. This is obviously point case in point that he goes back and watches himself win his championship. Uh, he has four daughters, Jasa, uh, Jasiona, uh, Jada, and J Jalea. Doing great. Jalea. I'm going to go with Jalea. Less great. Yeah. Jalea, Jada, Jasa, Jasonia. So he's a first-letter family guy. Huh? Yeah, but he's also, like, two of them are J-A-S. Yeah, so. Just it's a great start to a name. <laughs> he's Jason. He's going, all right, these these kids are all being named. I don't know what his wife's Well, technically, name. he's the Jet, so. That's true. He is the Jet. And also, I'm pretty sure Jason Terry gave himself that nickname. <laughs> pretty sure. He probably did. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but, like, I'm pretty sure he's the jet because every time he'd make a big shot, he'd do the jet plane thing with his arms. Yeah. So the thing that just begs people to be like, okay, I guess we should call him jet. Like if I was a basketball player and every time I hit a three pointer, I like put my arms in really close like this and held my hands T -Rex. out. T-Rex. Yeah. And then I would like walk around going like, a like dinosaur. this with my arms. Take big strides and dinosaur steps. I would assume by like the third, Third time I did it, people would be like, hey, T-Rex over there. Yeah, the raptor. And they'd, do it, they'd do it to make fun of you and be like, yeah, sweet. And name. then it would turn into Rex. Rex. Then you'd be Rex Chapman. And then there's Durkins from Deep. The Rex hints again. And I'd go. <laughs> and I'd, I'd be floating my arms up like this. If I did that enough, I'm pretty sure people would nickname me Rex. Yeah. Uh, somebody in the fan text line says, if the greatest moments of your life, if the greatest moment of your life was recorded and you could rewatch it. Of course I would. Uh, that's what people do on social media anyways. Well, those aren't really the greatest moments of their life. No, they, those are fabric. The, what's on social media is fabricated greatness. It's, uh, it's all just uh, fluff trying to make yourself feel better. Look how pretty I was. Yeah, you photoshopped it for six hours. It better be pretty. Dummy. Six hours. I don't know. Come on, man. Eight filters, bro. Twelve. Forty-two. That's why Snapchat. Throw somewhere. that luminosity filter on. Is that all you need to do? Whoop. For your for your nudes. You should follow me on Instagram because I, I, I post the real stuff. Oh, do you? 
I posted a picture of my cat with his uh, legs open like this so you could see all of his giblets. And then I uh, captioned it, uh, our cat is really ballsy. Okay. Uh, that's what you did there. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't show you the made-up thing, man. I show you real life. Post the Sports Center clip of them mentioning your block to, free, to spring quiz into the end zone. And I'll start following you on Instagram. That's, a, that's the kind of content I need. All right. <laughs> Well, what about you? You haven't answered. What, what, what would you want to rewatch? I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Well, I gave you one. You got to give me something. Uh, so it could be sports or life. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think if there's if there's a moment. Huh. I don't know, man. I don't have one. I don't have one. It's is this like a coming to God moment I, for you? You know what? No, actually, okay. No, I will say I I would I would go back and rewatch. There's two stops on a comedy tour that I did. One was in. Uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, at a place called uh, Level Level Five. It was just a small theater. It was about 300 seats, and I had a killer set there. And I just remember, I remember the feeling after it. Like the first wall joke, it was the first time I'd played in an actual theater, and I told a joke, and the first one like bounced off the crowd and like knocked me back a couple steps. That was awesome. And then uh, a couple weeks later, on the same tour, we did a show at uh, Floyd's Music Store, which is this uh, concert venue right across the street from uh, Florida State University in Tallahassee. Mm. And uh, that was another killer set. I, would, I, would like, I wish I had those two sets on tape that I could go back and watch. But the funny thing is I have some decent sets that I have that I never go back and watch. So I don't know if I, I certainly wouldn't watch them every week, but I wish I had those two on video. I would go back and watch them. Well, do you have anything on video? Yeah, I've got a couple things. On- well, why don't you go back and watch them so you can uh, take notes? That's what watching films all about. Yes, I know. But Take if, notes. I'll tell you what. If I was going to do stand up, I would go and watch what I had. But a lot, the, the, the worst, the worst one that I recorded before I left Hawaii, I did. I was doing uh, an hour set every other week at this uh, kind of beachfront bar in uh, Kanapali, and I had some really, really good sets there. So the last show that I did, I was moving to L.A. and I was going to go and chase stand up once more that elusive mistress that the siren song was calling me back to Los Angeles. Um, so we decided to record the set and this guy set up uh, like a lapel mic for me and set up like extra lighting and had the camera all going and we were going to record it. And it was going to be a way that I could, you know, try to get into clubs. I could cut it all up. He was going to help me. And then the mic kept cutting out all night and it was a disaster. Mm. And I have that on tape. Because the, the worst thing that can happen doing stand-up comedy is that nobody can hear you. And then you're fighting with the mic, and then you lose the room, and then you get pissed off because you lost the room. Then you lose your train of thought. Then you just start yelling at people. And I have that on tape. Mm-hmm. It's very well done. Mm-hmm. The production value on it's fantastic. But for whatever reason, the PA system worked every night that I did a set there except mm-hmm. for the last night. So I have that one on tape. I can go watch that and take notes. So do it. Now I'm angry. All right. Uh, I've got a Nick Saban update. How is he becoming a better person during COVID-19? And then I had a couple other small stories that I wanted to get to. Um, So we will kind of do a bounce around before we get to what to watch. Oh, the end of the XFL. They go out with a uh, nice shot across the bow for Darren Ravel. So we'll get to both of those stories and maybe some new uniform talk uh, next, right after this sports. Thought of another thing I'd like to see on video if uh, if I could go back in my life and uh, replay something. This one's really dumb, but I was bartending at um, at Who Song and Larry's. I was 21 years old. 
Just graduated from the bartending academy. Had not yet moved to Vegas to pursue my stand-up comedy aspirations. I was walking back uh, to the the dish area, taking some uh, you know chips and salsa and and whatnot, and leaving it there for the dishwasher to clean up. You'd put everything in its little baskets. Well, I had several baskets of chips. It was towards the end of the evening. There's really nobody else in the building, but the bartender closing up shop. And a stack of uh, baskets can get a little wobbly. Mm. One of the ramekins filled with salsa falls, and it's going to hit the floor. It's probably going to shatter and explode and get salsa everywhere. Get it all over my pants. Mm. I kid you not, I tried to catch it with my foot, Mm. and it landed right side up on top of my foot, stalled it like in hacky sack, didn't spill any salsa. And I looked around, and nobody was there. Nobody saw it. We should have that on video. So it never happened. Well, that's what I'm saying. By video, we would know that it happened. Well, no, we wouldn't because it didn't because nobody saw it. Totally happened. And if there's video, I could prove that it would happen. And then I would put that as a GIF on my uh, all my profiles as like the header on all social media. And I'd be I'd be a celebrity. My whole life would be different if people saw that moment. No, I know. I mean, that's the same thing I say about making 10 half court shots in a row. (laughs) No one was at the gym that day. Yeah. It's freaking ridiculous. Like 10 of them. I had a I had a, 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 a rack of 10 balls. Like by the fifth one, I was just doing underhands. <laughs> Left-handed underhand. It's crazy. Just chucking them up there. Made them all. Yeah. No one saw it. That's looked- the crappy part. I, I, when I used to work at Scamania Lodge, I almost had a hole-in-one and nobody was around. And I'm like, ah, I'm kind of glad I didn't make it. Because I would hate to have to go and tell people that. I'm like, oh, yeah, made a hole-in-one. Oh, yeah, who was there? Nobody. Talking to Cam, I was filling in for Dusty one day. He did that. He put he made a hole in one, and he went and grabbed the guy that was playing another hole because he's playing by himself. Went and grabbed a guy and goes, "Hey, look, I'm gonna walk up to the hole. You saw that it wasn't there, and walked up. I'm like, uh. he didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, well, he didn't. The story that he told. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Yeah. People tell stories like that all the time. How big was that fish you caught? Humongous. Oh, so that would be another one. I caught this. So another one of you, uh, the alternative football leagues is done. Oh, well, I was going to go to Nick Saban first, but we can oh, do that. I don't that. care about that. Well, he always set up email. Great. Yeah, we get <laughs> that it. It's hilarious. Oh, dude, whatever. He's focused on football constantly. Like, yes, he doesn't know email. That, that doesn't surprise me. I in know. The Isn't that fantastic? So the XFL fired everybody this week. Yes. Um. Obviously, you know, no league starting out or that has been around for 100 years, NFL, was prepared for COVID-19. And the idea of playing with no fans and no players is is shocking. Uh, you ever uh, read anything that Darren Ravel puts on Twitter? I try not to. Yeah, why? It's, I don't know, he lies. And he's kind of smarmy? Yeah. So, Darren Ravel puts up his tweet right after the NFL announces that, oh, they're not going to have... You know, they're, they're going to lay people off and suspend operations indefinitely. His tweet says, total games played, XFL 20, AAF 32. That's how he responds to a pandemic shutting down all league operations is he takes a dig at the XFL. So the D.C. Defenders at XFL Defenders mm. has a fantastic response to it. And I just want to share this with you. They put a pie chart out. Yeah. Pie chart primarily blue, about 10%, maybe 15% yellow. Mm-hmm. 
And it says, uh, as a key to reading this chart, it says, are you fun at parties? Blue, 90% of the chart is no. And the yellow sliver is no, but in yellow. I love that response to Darren Bell. So you think it was a dig at the XFL? Yeah. Why? Because the XFL has no control over COVID-19. And the fact that their league is shut down has nothing to do with the way that they were operating. So was there more context to it? Or did he literally just post that? That's all he posted. He just said, put total games, XFL 20, AAF 32. Now, I don't take that as a dig at the XFL. What I take it as is kind of a representation of alternative football leagues. Yeah, but this but this has nothing to do with how the league was managed or operated. The AAF was a disaster. And I was one of the people that said, I don't know, I think this will work. They brought a lot of smart football people in and they're no, doing no, the whole no, game. No, no, you didn't say that. You were adamant that the AAF would work. You in fact defended what, and why it to was the I? death. And no, I did not. Yes, you did. You loved it. You thought I was absolutely ridiculous in thinking that because people the, didn't go to the games, they couldn't afford to pay players. The AAF came out and said, no, listen, we're developing technology that we can sell to casinos. I was like, dude, that's not a bad idea. So that you can bet on every single play of a football game. And yep, we're going to sell it to casinos. We're going to sell it back to the NFL. That's right. We're going to sell it back to the NFL with this shell company we made. Yeah. Who knew that they had a shell company? The I AAF did. Really? Yes. You knew the whole time that their books were being cooked? Dude. That is what I thought about the XFL, too. Let's yep. be honest. The XFL would not have survived past 2021. They Prob probably would probably have gotten not. six games in, and that's being nice, into 2021, and then they would have folded. I am tired of people trying to make alternative football leagues. It's done. That's you don't have the best talent. Stop. You're done. You can't do what college football or college basketball does because, unfortunately, you have to pay players, right? You have to give them a living salary, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Okay, that's how college football does. They don't do that. It. Yeah, yeah. You can't do this because you don't have the best talent, and you also can't fill arenas on a consistent basis because you can't create a culture out of thin air. The NFL has literally taken whatever football culture there is—the history, the trends, the players, everything. And just swallowed it. Yeah. You have no part of it. You never will stop trying. It's done. The NFL is the only professional football league there will ever be. Stop it. Yes. Done. But the fact that the XFL looks worse than the AAF has nothing to do with the way that they manage things. That's everything I can agree with, with COVID-19. That. Yeah. That's, that's I interpreted the tweet, honestly, as just kind of saying like, I, I don't know. It was almost like a comparison or kind of like a, a point of reference for like, look at this, these two leagues that basically said, we're going to battle with the NFL. We're going to go head to head. They only lasted this many games. Yeah. Now I, I you yeah, know, but, but, but if he was going to do that, then go, uh, you know, NFL Europe or, or the USFL. It's like, why not? Why not put it in context with all the other leagues? You're putting it up with the two that have been most recent, but the XFL was hmm. backed by somebody that, had already taken one shot at it and runs an entertainment company. Yeah. So the idea, the, right. the idea that you brought up that the WWE might not be able to survive COVID-19 says a lot more about what this is doing to the world of sports, the mm -hmm. world of entertainment. than I think it is an indictment on the XFL being bad. Would the XFL have, have lasted? Probably not. 
but this is something that no one could have forecasted for. No, because, nobody could. Yeah. But I guess here's what I'm – here is – I just want to put this to bed once and for all because I think there were some uh, com commentators on this station who said, oh, they're suspending it just until 2021. No, they're done. They, they, well, they, they have not – they've not officially said anything. Yeah, they're absolutely done. So okay. <laughs> um, here's the question that I have about alternative sports leagues. If you're creating a business that is reactionary because this is a reactionary business plan – it's not something that you had an incredibly awesome idea and that now you want to put it out there to create a solution for people. Like this is a business plan that goes, Hey, I think we can beat those guys. Yeah. There's no solution they're creating. No, they're they not. Really, is there a bunch of people but who are like, damn it. I wish I just had more football that was crappier than the football that I like to watch already. Yeah. But the mistake that you're making is thinking that, the AAF or the XFL are trying to beat the NFL. They're going, this is, this is what happens in the, in the meetings uh, for any alternate football league. Cause they go, man, dude, the NFL is making a ton of money. Do you think we can get like, just like a piece of that? That's what they're doing. They're going, well, that's not very smart. Obviously. I mean, do, do they like, do they like make like an accounting book where they like start Adding up all the hard costs. I was like, well, we got to pay all these guys. Well, we got to give them all health insurance. We know well, we got to hire vendors. Well, we have to rent space at a stadium. We, know well, the we have AAF, to fill that stadium. We up. know the AAF did not do that. Well, but, we have to go. We have to go to uh, broadcast partners and convince them to put it on TV. Yeah, but that spreadsheet probably exists somewhere to, for the WWE because they have existed for a very long time. So I imagine they have a spreadsheet and they go, all right, like now let's fill it with football players. And then somebody goes, uh, but Vince. Um, we have the best uh, fake wrestlers in the world. Uh, we're going to get like third tier football players. Is that going to be a problem? No, no, no. We'll make it work because we'll add new rules. So they're, yes, they're fudging the numbers a little bit, but they're just trying to get a piece of the NFL plaque. Cause the NFL makes a bazillion dollars. It, it, they're not trying to compete. If they're trying to compete head to head, they would play in the fall. They I, don't. I just, they went, I want some of that money. I think this is finally proven that the NFL is unmatched Yes. in terms of American football. Just if you're going to start a company, I would like it if fans, if, if you're smart, if you're intuitive, to stop playing into this crap. It's awful. It's a really bad product. It's not very good. Somehow it works in Canada year after year. I can't <laughs> well, they have history. They have history. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I still, I can't really explain that one because most of the people in that country are, are more... Yeah, whatever. You know, they want hockey. They yeah. they want that. But I, I just in America, just yeah. it's over. Yeah. You have college football. College football is kind of the step down. Some people prefer college football over the NFL, and that's fine. But there will be nothing below even that. Yeah. It sucks. The guys that played in that league sucked because they couldn't make whoa, it whoa, to whoa. the NFL. There's five guys, maybe six that'll be. That's great, man. Hey, do you know that I got an invite to a training camp? <laughs> did you? Uh, yeah, yes, I did. Oh, the NFL training camp? Uh, yes. Which one? The Raiders. And you didn't go? No, because I not? sucked. I know, but you would have got to go to Raiders camp, and then you could watch a video every week of your life. There's, there's no point of it. There's none. I had a buddy, Shane Morales, who I, I think he went to Chargers training camp. He was like, that was a huge waste of my time. <laughs> I was like, well, why? Wasn't it fun to go? He's like, no, it was not fun. It would be terrible. It sucked. I had to spend money on a plane ticket to go down there, and then once I was there, 
I maybe ran three routes before they figured out I didn't belong. And then I was ignored the rest of the time. And then on day two, they go, yeah, you're done. Cool. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> Buy yourself a plane ticket back home, wherever you came from. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't want to do that. But you could have been Doug Baldwin. All right. Uh, what to watch is next. And that is where we tell you what to watch. Uh, Center and Saint, 1080 the pin. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint. On 1080 The Fan. Someone on the fan text line points out uh, very astutely that uh, the alternate football league is very much like underpants gnomes. Step one, collect underpants. Step two, eh. step three, big profits. Pretty much is. Pretty much is. That's like every startup ever. <laughs> I mean, that's what they were making fun of. Is yeah, the, no, there's a like, hey, I have a really great idea. Great, let's do it. Cool. Then, um, I'm not sure. Then profit. Yeah, exactly. No, it's very accurate, but astutely pointed out. But you know what? I, I just we got to give those guys a chance. You know what I mean? Like we got to give those guys a chance to show that they're good enough to make it into the NFL, yeah. even though statistically, they're not. They have their chance, and even if they do, they're only going to be there for like a year and a half. Now, you've seen that movie with Mark Wahlberg, right? <laughs> uh, what to Watch is where we tell you uh, what's on the tube and what to watch. Uh, the most important announcement of the week is that now you can watch every episode of Bob Ross's The Joy of Painting for free. That's all you need to know. Go by, back and watch uh, him paint Happy Little Trees. Do it all you want. It is available on Netflix, and you can go and watch it. Cool. There you, go. there you go. Nice. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. Mic drop. We're done. What are you watching this week, Will? Uh, just started Patrick Melrose on Prime. The hell is Patrick Melrose? It's a short-lived, uh, kind of extended, limited series. Like The episodes are like an hour and a half, but they're really effing good. Um, it's with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh. It's based on a bunch of novels about this guy who's, who's a British dude, and he has a, a checkered history with his father, and, uh, you know, he does a bunch of drugs, and it's kind of a crazy person. Huh. Seems, so it's a lot more, you know. Seems pretty intense. All right, Patrick, than that. Patrick Melrose for you. Uh, Bob Ross, Joy of Painting. Those are the two recommendations from this week. Did you know that right after we finished this show, it's a tailgate at home weekend. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. 2014 Pac-12 championship game. Your Ducks taking on the Arizona Wildcats. Your Ducks. Your, no. Your Ducks. It's got to be 
It's going to be your ducks. Those are your ducks. Uh, and then what, who do we have for Seahawks? Seahawks are playing tomorrow, right? Uh, now, there's a bit of controversy about this. Jason uh-huh. Swigard seems to think it's like a 1980s game. <laughs> and I was like, no, nah, man, it's the 06 uh, yeah. NFC title. That's what I thought. And he's like, nope, no, it's not. And I was like, so it could be one or the other. Well, yeah, it could be. Uh, we're going to have to get some clarification. Tomorrow there'll be a Seahawks games, but if you need uh, a fix for live sports and you don't know the result, I won't spoil it for you. Marcus Mariota and the 2014 Ducks taking on Arizona. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, Will. As always, uh, stay safe, everybody. We are done. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.